It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. My name is Philip Rosenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can find me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore me. I'm sorry, my voice is still a little hoarse for some reason. I'm hoping the weekend will get me back, uh, back to full health here. Uh, with at least with my voice, so I can podcast for you here as we continue our off-season outlook. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, like I said, we're going to continue our off-season outlook. We're going to look at the draft a little bit, uh, where what I think the Magic, the options the Magic kind of face in the draft, like the players that we'll be looking at. It'll be kind of a broad survey. We're not going to go into too much detail here. This is just kind of get us a baseline. We'll touch a little bit on what the trade market might look like as well. Um, as that's going to be really what the Magic are going to be playing at and what the Magic are, are going to have to do to, to cha- make some changes to the team, it looks like, as far as building this team back up. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're searching every download podcast for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here coming in the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on any of the teams playing the playoffs, like the Toronto Raptors after their big win over the Boston Celtics that essentially saved their season? You can check them out at Locked On Raptors. No matter what your team is, whether it's the NBA, NFL, NHL, NHL MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Like I said yesterday, in, our, in the first part of our offseason outlook, the Orlando Magic aren't going to have a lot of cap room to play with this summer. In fact, they won't have any cap room to play with. For another summer, the Magic are going to be a little hamstrung with what they can do. Um, that's just a product of having a lot of kind of mid-range salaries that just frankly add up. Terrence Ross, Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier, Nikola Vucevic, not even to some extent DJ Augustine. All those numbers just add up very, very quickly. Uh, and Orlando is going to be bumping right up against the salary cap, which could come down anywhere between 109 and $115 million. Orlando should be well clear of the tax, which this season was set at 132 uh, and will likely stay there uh, as we move forward. But the reality is the Magic just do not have a lot of options to get better through free agency. They'll have the mid-level exception, the non-taxpayer mid-level exception, and that's about it. That's neither a good nor a bad thing. Um, I, I think one thing I do want to explore as, as we get further into this offseason um, is how I see the Magic building and rebuilding and, and, and kind of the path that I see them taking. Um, I've kind of hinted at this, uh, at least p- publicly online, about who they're trying to model themselves after and I actually want to take a look, as, especially as we get into the conference finals perhaps, at the different teams and how they built and how the Magic are following their path or not following the path where the Magic should follow their path. And obviously when you get to the conference finals, you're talking about some of the very, very best teams in the league, which which obviously have, or you are talking about the best teams in the league, but 
which obviously have kind of the superstar players that the Magic covet. Inevitably, though, when you talk about rebuilding, when you talk about developing and rebuilding a team, it inevitably comes down to the draft. The draft is such a vital tool. And frankly, it is a tool that the Magic have been too mediocre with. As a small market, as a team that's kind of cap-strapped, Orlando always needs to win the draft. Maybe not win-win the draft, but they always need to come out ahead in the draft. They need to come out with players that will contribute and add something to the team in some way. Because Orlando, until they have that kind of star player in place, is not a free agent destination. Frankly, I think the big free agents only really care about winning at the end of the day. This is not a premier destination. This is not a place that everyone is clamoring to get to. And so the draft becomes vital to replenish the team with cheap talent. And again, that's that's just the reality of the salary cap. I'm not making any true value statements about anything. It's just literally their contracts are pretty cheap because it's the draft. And when you look at the Magic's draft, it's been okay since Jeff Weltman took over. Jonathan Isaac, you know, looks like he's going to be an elite defensive player, but obviously injuries have slowed him down. The jury's still out on Mo Bamba. We haven't seen what Shumo Kiki can do yet. So again, the jury is very much out on these guys and, and what Jeff Weltman's been able to do as a drafter. Certainly where his biggest weakness is, is he hasn't drafted well at the end of the draft. Um, you know, Wesa Wundu has turned into a nice player, um, but, you know, he struggled to crack the rotation consistently. Um, Belvin Frazier has, you know, has taken steps forward. It's not that he hasn't gotten better, but again, also hasn't cracked the rotation consistently. Um, Justin Jackson is still dealing with injuries. He's still technically, you know, uh, assigned to Lakeland as, as far as um, who has his G League rights and, and where the Magic want him, but he didn't play very much. Um, Anze's Pesechniks, well, you know, played a little bit in the NBA with the Washington Wizards. Not a great player and obviously missed opportunity there to get kind of a scorer and, and a decent shooter, not a great shooter, in Kyle Kuzma, which, which of course a lot of Magic fans po- like to point out um, excessively. So the Magic drafting probably gets a B, maybe a B minus if you're mean, a B plus if you're kind. A B, I think, is fair to say about the, the drafting. But to say the least, with the Magic needing to make some changes to this roster, to inject maybe a little bit of youth, to get some cheap, valuable role players... This year's draft is going to play a huge role. Maybe not a huge role. Maybe that's overselling it a little bit. But the Magic need to hit on this draft. They need Chumo Kiki to hit because we haven't seen much from Bamba and Isaac's obviously going to be on the shelf. They need Okiki to be a player that can contribute something and contribute something hopefully very quickly. They need, you know, their second round pick to hit. They need a lot of things to start to come together if they're going to take that next step they want to take. These are just kind of how things are laid out. This is how I certainly lay out things as, as I look at uh, look at this team. To say, the le- to say the least then, once again, to say the least then, once again, the Magic have to be very careful and good at this draft because this is a draft of opportunity. This is a draft for the Magic have to be prepared at every level because they have a chance to make something at every level. This is a draft that is as unpredictable as any draft we've seen. Not a lot of top guys at the top end 
but a lot of quality guys in the middle. And if the Magic want to make sure they get who they want, they're going to have to be aggressive. And that's going to be the interesting thing about this draft, and I want to break down some of the prospects and some of the options ahead of Orlando coming up in just a bit. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. And the draft, of course, we don't really know when it's going to be. It's going to be sometime in October, uh, maybe a little bit later than that. But this draft is a very unique one. Like I said, the players at the very top of this draft. Sorry for my cracking voice. I'm just I'm, I'm I don't know what's wrong with my voice today. Um, the players at the top of this draft are not runaway first round pick. Are not runaway top overall picks. This is considered to be a very weak draft. You've got guys like Lamelo Ball, who you know Lamelo Ball is a very good player. Lamelo Ball's top of my top of my draft board. Just a, a, a good a solid score, not a great score. A decent shooter. You know, has a little bit of a flair for the dramatic. Definitely something you can work with and grow and build upon. You got a guy like Anthony Edwards who was a walking bucket at Georgia but was so inefficient, shooting less than 30% from the college three-point line as well as, uh, you know, a little bit less than 40%, I believe, from the field overall. You could put up a lot of points, but how he gets those points is certainly a concern uh, moving forward. But he's a gifted athlete, and, and you got to hope that Taking him out of a role in, at Georgia where he had to dominate the ball will unlock some other parts of his game. James Wiseman barely played at Memphis because of eligibility issues, which were frankly ridiculous. Um, but overall, the top of this draft is, is, is not a lot to write home about. And it's why you're already hearing a lot of rumors about both Minnesota at one and Golden State at two looking to move off their picks. I'm not sure if Minnesota will do that or not. It depends on how quickly Minnesota wants to build. But the point being, whether it's one or two, and it it doesn't have to be magic, but whether it's one or two, it feels like every pick in this draft is movable. That no one is quite satisfied with where they're at, and they feel like they can get someone of greater value to them somewhere else in the draft. If you're a team like Golden State, and I think Golden State is in a ripe position to trade the second pick, what good is a rookie going to do you? I mean, maybe you're bridging to the next era of Warriors basketball, but like I said, no one at the top of this draft is crazy good. You're not building a franchise around anyone at the top of this draft, around Okongwu, around Wiseman, around uh, Avia, around, uh, around Edwards, around uh, Ball. You're not building a franchise around them. And so if you're Golden State, 
I think, I, personally, if it's me, the championship window is open still. You know, Steph Curry's in his prime. Clay Thompson's in their prime. They've both essentially taken a year off, so their bodies are relaxed and ready to go. I'm looking for a veteran that can help me. And so, you know, I don't think the Magic are the first number they're going to dial. I think that they're going to make a run at Bradley Beal. They're going to make a run at, uh, you know, maybe Chris Middleton, uh, depending on what Milwaukee ends up doing. They'll make a run at Joel Embiid, although Philadelphia looks like they're going to hold on to him. Eventually, they might make their way down to the Magic. And would they be interested in Aaron Gordon? Would they be interested in Nikola Vucic? Would they be interested in Terrence Ross? But more importantly, like I said yesterday, the number one question that Jeff Waltman has to ask himself every single day is how do I make this team better? What am I doing to make this team better? What are my goals to get this team from point A to point B to point C? How do we get there? And what am I willing to give up to get there? I am not a fan of the top of this draft, as you could clearly tell. I don't think the Magic should trade up. I think Golden State should push very, very hard to go get, you know, a guy like Terrence Ross, perhaps, or a guy like, honestly, I think Nikola Vucevic would fit them perfectly. And I think they, I think that if they strike out on Embiid, they should look at Vucevic, although I, I know Golden State's trying to keep some, some money flexible. But if I'm Jeff Weltman, and I believe LaMelo Ball is my next superstar, is my guy, I go get him. If I believe James Wiseman is a better option at center than Mo Bamba or Nikola Vucevic, I go get him. The one thing that I think this Magic team has to be willing to do is if there's a guy that they really covet, that they believe is perfect for what they're trying to build, next season's sort of a lost season anyway. So if you could clear your books a little bit and go get a player that you really believe in, go do it. Go do it. Go get your guy. I would say the one thing that I think we've learned in the draft over the last few years is if there's a guy you really like, you do what you have to to get him. The Jazz didn't draft Donovan Mitchell. The Nuggets did. The Jazz made sure they got him. They traded up to get him. And that's, you know, I don't think there's a Donovan Mitchell in this draft. You know, maybe Aaron Neesmith. I don't think Devin Vassell is going to be quite the scorer, but... I don't think there's any like pure scores in this draft. And honestly, the guys that, that the Magic might look at that, that are super talented, that might slip through the cracks, they could probably get it 15 anyway. Or if not, move up a couple spots to get them. But that's got to be the main strategy in this draft. Get someone you like. Not just get someone you like. Get your guy. I'm never going to complain if this, this front office is aggressive going after someone that they believe in. They have more information than we do, of course. Results will play out. Results will tell us whether that was a good decision or a bad decision. We'll judge them based on results. But in the moment, if that is your guy, go get him. Who might that guy be in this draft? Well, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure who that guy is. Is it is it Devin Vassell? Uh, you know, the Florida State shooter. We talked about him a little bit uh, during the hiatus. You know, good shooter. You know, prototypical three and D guy. He's ready to he's ready to play right now. I think. Is it Aaron Neesmith? Aaron Neesmith played a pro style offense at Vanderbilt. Shot efficiently. Scored a ton. Good shooter, coming off a broken leg. He is someone that I think could fit very, very well in Orlando. 
Uh, and, you know, I don't know if I'd sell out completely to get him, but he's someone that I would go out and get if, if the health checks out. Is it someone bigger? Is it Wiseman? Is it Ball? Is it Killian Hayes? Or Tyrese Halliburton, two point guards that are at the top of this draft? Whoever it is, whoever the Magic really want, they need to make sure they get them this draft. I think that is 100% accurate. But having said that, Orlando can still get a lot at 15. If things shake out the way they look like they're going to shake out, there's going to be some very talented players that slip through the cracks or Orlando at 15 and they won't have to give up anything at all. As you can tell, I am a little worn down. It's been a long season. Um, you know, I think I think some of the COVID isolation is finally getting to me and you know, I I might be getting a little sick here. Um, not not COVID sick, but you know, you can tell my voice is cracking a little bit and I'm just a little bit worn down. So I'm I'm probably going to have to take a couple deep breaths. You know, obviously we got Labor Day coming up on Monday, so I'm going to I'm going to take a deep breath. And, uh, and and take take a few days off. I, I think I think I def- I think we all definitely deserve it. But I need an energy boost to get me through the final segment of the show. These final five minutes to get me across the finish line, whether it's for a workout or for my day. And the perfect snack that I reach for is Built Bar. I actually just ordered a new box of Built Bar. I am very very excited. They come in eighteen amazing flavors, including six new flavors like cookies and cream and caramel brownie. That's in my box. That's what I'm ordering right now. Or uh, it's, in, it's on its way to me. Also comes in the 12 original flavors like German chocolate, which is very good. Banana bread, which I can't wait to try on my next order. Yeah, I'm already planning my next order. Double chocolate mousse, which is delicious. And well as peanut butter, brownie, coconut, and all your favorite kind of classic flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are healthy, great for the health conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets. Special offer here for you guys, though. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. That's $10 off your next order. I use that promo code. You think think I'm just telling you to use this promo code? I use that promo code. It helps. It's not going to help my voice, but but, but it'll it'll help, help save you a little bit of money. Use promo code Locked On again for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
Like I said, while there are certainly opportunities for the Magic to climb up and, and really make a big splashy play to go get their guy, even at the top, and I think the Magic are very, very capable of doing it. I think the Magic do have the assets. It's just about what they're willing to give up, what they're willing to take back, and, and whether they're willing, whether their guy is there. But I still think that they can get quality players at their spot at 15. This is a point guard heavy draft, and the Orlando Magic are in need of a backup point guard. They could certainly get that here. At 15, you'll probably you'll have the option probably to pick from a guy like a Tyrese Maxey from Kentucky, a, a really speedy guard who's got a knack for scoring, still improving as a passer, still improving a little bit as a three-point shooter. Uh, Kira Lewis of Alabama, who has definitely the, I think he has the measurables that, that the Magic like, um, but again, improving as a shooter. You know, These are all young, young guys. Um, Theo Maladon of France, you know, playing in a pro league in France, you know, really solid player. I wouldn't say he's, spe- he's spectacular at any one thing. I think he slots in as a perfect backup point guard. And I think because of his pro experience, I think he'll be able to play pretty quickly. Although certainly as, as there always is questions about whether he can handle the speed of the NBA game, which, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. There are options very clearly if the Magic want to go the backup point guard route, but there's also options um, if the Magic want a shooter, I mean, obviously Devin Vassell and Aaron Neesmith look like they've got, gotten into the lottery pretty comfortably. But Sadiq Bey of Villanova, versatile defender, uh, you know, guard, guarded one through four at the college level. Really good shooter too. Shot better than 40% from beyond the arc. Um, the question that I have for him is he he's kind of stocky, you know, carries a fair amount of weight. Um, and so I do wonder if he can move fast enough at the NBA level to guard you know, kind of the quicker wings and, and guards, whether that defensive versatility really does translate. Um, you know, I think certainly worth a try. I mean, if the scouting says that it can, um, then then I think you trust your trust your eyes on that. I, I, I have my questions from what I what I've watched of him. But the shooting is definitely there. Um, you know, I just I I, I, have, I have mobility concerns with him because he's he's fairly I mean, stocky's the best way. I mean, I I don't think he's like out of shape or anything, but um, you know, he's def- he definitely kind of his build is is definitely kind of more like a tank. Um, so like he can play a four as a he could be a smaller four. I mean, he's kind of like a bigger version of Marcus Smart, although maybe not as good of a defender. Um, that that's kind of how I would describe him. So you know, maybe that's something you do want. I I I, I don't think that's that's completely out of there. You got your long arm guys like Patrick Williams uh, from Florida State. Um, you know, there are certainly guys you could take there, but the guys that I think are most interesting, the guys in this draft that I think are intriguing because of their talent and not necessarily because of their production are two guys that could very well be available at 15. And that's RJ Hampton and Cole Anthony. Both players were among the top five in their high school class. They were considered to be lottery picks at the start of the year. And both, for various reasons, just struggled this year. RJ Hampton went over to to Australia, played in the Australian League, and really struggled adjusting to the pro game. And I've read from a few scouts or from a few writers that have talked to scouts that there's at least some thought that um, that Hampton going over there and struggling might humble him a little bit and actually make him a better player. Um, you know, he kind of went through the ringer over there. Not a great shooter yet, but very, very athletic, great first step, able to get into the paint. Uh, and so I think, you know, there's something that you can work with there. I mean, he is... Again, I think he was the top prospect in coming out of high school. It was either, either him or Wiseman. Uh, and he chose to go the pro route. Um, so, you know, Hampton, I think, is a very, very interesting player. Uh, you know, I, I don't think you can dismiss the talent. It, it, it's there. 
even if the production was not there in his one year since high school. Cole Anthony's very much in the same boat. He played through much of the year with a partially torn meniscus, struggled to shoot, really just kind of struggled to find his footing in the college game, but so much of that felt like it was the injury. But this kid is very, very talented too. Uh, when he gets going, he is a good shooter. Um, you know, he's got he's got a quick first step. He can get to the lane. He can get to the basket. He's kind of a bigger point guard. He fits the profile, the kind of guys the Magic like a lot. Um, you know, he's got good defensive potential. And, and certainly, I need to watch all these guys more. I'll, I'll caveat that as well. I've, I've watched a little bit of all these guys. I'm going to do deeper dives into these guys as we get closer and closer to the draft. But these are the but these are players that the Magic could very well find at 15. If the Magic drafts Sadiq Bay, I'm not going to be upset. I think he's he's he could be a quality player. If the Magic draft Theo Maladon, I think that's a little bit of a safer pick, but I think he would be a very good fit here. Um, you know, again, not a great shooter, but but you know, I think he can manage a team and play a good backup point guard role, especially if the Magic intend to let DJ Augustine walk. Locked on the Locked On Podcast Network asked its hosts or the hosts that are in the lottery to conduct their own mock draft. And, you know, you can find that that tweet over on uh, Locked On on Locked On Pods. Um, you know, I tweeted it at Philip R underscore OMD a few days ago. I put it in the article I wrote about the draft on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And with the next pick the Magic have, you know, with some of the guys that are off the board that are off the board. So Nova Sell, who's probably at the top of my list, you no know, Smith, who's close behind him. You know, none of the guys that, that I'm actually really interested in, you know, not the top, top guys in this draft, but guys, the role players that I'm definitely interested in. They left me with Cole Anthony. And if the Magic could get Cole Anthony at 15, you know, I think that's a little bit of a risk. Uh, you know, I do, I think that he can find a role if he's not a star. But, you know, we're talking about here the Magic needing to go find their guy. Go find the dude that makes everything around them work. You know, I don't know if Cole Anthony is quite that guy, but I think he has... A higher ceiling and more potential to get to that to get to that level um, than, than a lot of the other players that we're seeing here. And I, honestly, I think Hampton does too. Although I think Hampton str- Hampton's struggles are a lot more concerning than I think Anthony's are, just because of the nature of where he went and, and a little bit of his game. I think Anthony's a better shooter. I think Anthony's a better defender, um, and, and or at least what he showed at North Carolina. So I, you know, if the Magic got Cole Anthony at fifteen, I, I think that they'd be pretty happy. I think that there's definitely the opportunity there. There are definitely other players that the, that the Magic will consider. You know, Jeff Weltman said in his teleconference on Monday that, you know, they've done a lot of prep on the draft already. In fact, he he seemed to suggest that, you know, again, the draft would have taken place in June, so it's, you know, five, you know, three months since the draft was actually, since the draft was actually planned to take place. Jeff Weltman said he and his staff have already tiered the players. They already know about where they would take each player which players they really value, which players they don't, um, and and how they, you know, not necessarily how they think the draft's going to shake out, but how they rank and rate players in a general sense. You know, he said there's certainly refinement that's going to come, but there's obviously not a lot of new information. The only new information that'll come now is uh, the interviews um, and, and, and any virtual workouts that take place. But the Magic, I think, can get a good player at 15. I don't think it is necessary for the Magic to trade up to get a good player. Now, again, if the Magic believe that you know Obi Toppin or any of these guys are their guy, go get him. Absolutely go get him. I wouldn't. I don't think that guy's there. I think the Magic can get a quality player at 15. Or if they can move into like the 9 to 12 range, I think they can guarantee a player that is very, very high on their list. And not so importantly, 
high on my list. We will talk plenty about the NBA draft as it gets closer and closer in October, or at least it's a scheduled October date. But for now, this is my kind of overview of the draft for the Magic. There is the opportunity to trade up. There's certainly the opportunity to go make a big, splashy move. But there's also the opportunity to stand pat and get a quality player or get a player who can potentially contribute at a high level where they're sitting at 15, or at least that's what it looks like today. Things change in the draft very, very quickly, and the playoffs are certainly going to have a little bit to say about how teams move and shake moving forward. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at underscore md where my voice will not be as raspy. You can follow the, follow me on Twitter at philiprr_md. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in, him like Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at philiprr_md. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including the beginning of our player evaluations beginning on Friday, Check us out at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today. Again, I want everyone to have a happy and safe Labor Day. Please still follow social distancing guidelines, wear your masks, and stay safe if you do venture out on this holiday weekend. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Phil Ross from Mike. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.